It's time for another episode of the Franchise Business Radio Show, broadcasting live from the Pro Business Channel Studios in Atlanta. Sponsored by Franchise Intellect, a full-service franchise consulting and development firm. More info at FranchiseIntellect.com. Also made possible in part by Social Joey, the social media experts that provide a hyper-local presence for your franchise. More info at SocialJoey.com. And now, here's your host, Pam Curry. Hello, this is Pamela Curry, your host of Franchise Business Radio. Uh, the purpose of Franchise Business Radio is to bring franchise professionals and resources together to be able to connect, educate, and collaborate to serve the franchise community. And we have got a studio of some incredible guests today that are going to really educate our listeners all from different perspectives, right? Um, we've got, got a wide range here, almost end to end. So let's go ahead and um, allow our listeners to know who's in the studio. Uh, Larry, please introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Larry Schwartz with DCV Franchise Group. Appreciate you having us today. Yeah, excited to have you. Andy, welcome. Hey, Pam, thanks for having me on. My name is Andy Bean with Office Evolution. Office Evolution, I'm excited about that. I wanna, uh, we'll, we'll be diving into it more deeply in seven. Hey, uh, this is Seven from Pokeberry. I'm so happy to be on the show. We're super excited. Uh, we are with Pokeberry, Lifting Newell's Ramen, and KSP Restaurant Group. KSP Restaurant Group. Tell us a little bit about that, KSP Restaurant Group. Yeah, so, I mean, essentially that's the parent company that it means uh, Ken Seven Poke. So it's uh, my partner Ken, me, and Poke, and essentially it is the parent company of our award-winning Poke, award-winning ramen. Excellent. I was wondering what that acronym stood for, so mm -hmm. you just answered that question. Well, let's go ahead and uh, dive in. I want to uh, be able to tell our listeners a little bit about Pokey Brewery and uh, KSP in general. Uh, what is your story? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, depends how much time you have, but I can just keep going on. Uh, but. I mean, essentially, Pokeberry was kind of our first restaurant that we started, and we started in October of 2016. Uh, we opened at 11.30 in the morning, and people always ask, when did you guys know you are going to be successful? And I say, 11.32, when we looked outside, and there were 200 people waiting there. Nice. And luckily for us, uh, these people kept coming back for us. And uh, since then, uh, we are actually about our two-year anniversary coming up in a few days. But since then, we've won... 46 out of 46 uh, food competitions, awards, festivals in Atlanta. We are currently undefeated. Uh, we are Atlanta's number one highest rated pokey restaurant, number one highest rated sushi restaurant, and number two highest rated restaurant in the whole city, which is awesome. Very. Congratulations to you right there. A lot of, a lot of accolades. Mm -hmm. uh, well, obviously, you are doing very, very well with your current restaurants. How many restaurants do you currently have opened in Atlanta? So right now we have um, our original location that's located in East Atlanta Village. Okay. Uh, we have Lifting Noodles Ramen, which are, is our award-winning ramen concept. That's also in East Atlanta. Um, as far as um, other new ones coming to Atlanta, we have Coda at Tech Square. We have Ford Factory next to Pond City Market and the Beltline. Uh, we have the Battery at Brave Stadium. And a few more that I am not allowed to announce yet, but do know if you're hungry, we'll have one in your neighborhood soon. Wonderful. Well, coming. So talk to us a little bit. A lot of growth uh, mm -hmm. happening in a short window of time. What are your 
your growth plans, franchising and that kind of thing? Uh, well, I want to say uh, world domination. But uh, <laughs> to boil that down, um, I mean, right now we're, we started franchising essentially in January, February of this year. Mm-hmm. And me and my partner, Ken, we're like, maybe we'll sell one, maybe we'll sell two. And I think we're at around 11 to 13 stores right now. So uh, aside from the ones in Atlanta, we have Denver, Detroit, Boston, Tampa, uh, possibly Charleston, Savannah, Vegas. Uh, the list kind of goes on. I can't keep track of all of them at this point. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good problem to have. Yeah. Uh, I hope so. Everyone says it's going to pay off sooner or later, so I'm trusting everyone. Yeah. <laughs> so Pokeberry and Lifting Noodles Ramen, obviously you offer a, a traditional menu items, but with a twist. Um, Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, there ab- some- absolutely. Um, I mean, I think we, we try to differentiate ourselves in the market. I mean, something that we're really known for is we're not just your average convenience location that people go to for lunch, but uh, we're a pokey restaurant that you'll come on a special occasion, your birthday, anniversary, you'll come take pictures of our food before you eat it. That's almost every single person. A uh, big part of that is uh, what's called our secret menu. So aside from your average poke bowl or sushi burrito, we have what's called a uh, sushi donut, sushi corn dog, sushi pizza. Um, these are all, I want to say, innovative, interesting looking dishes. People love coming in and trying them. They're a little bit weird, tough to eat sometimes, but they're absolutely delicious. Um, they help us, um, I want to say, differentiate ourselves in the market. They allow us to kind of scale our marketing, our press, win festivals, uh, win awards, and kind of, I want to say, go viral in a way that uh, no other poke restaurant in America has done so far. Wow. I'm I'm really hungry right now. Mm. (laughs) So that sounds great. And you you obviously are getting the word out there. You're doing a very great great job at marketing Mm -hmm. yourself, differentiating yourself. Uh, Does any of that have to do with some of your social media expertise? How does that play into um, your plans? Absolutely. I mean, I think... um, in the restaurant industry, how things work for a long time, um, according to like the 80-20 principle, usually what happens is around 80% of your customers come in from your location and around 20% come in from everything else that you do. We've been able to kind of flip that the other way around where around 80% of our customers come from our marketing and 20% come from um, our location. And it's not that the market is smaller, but we're actually expanding the market compared to uh, what other pokey restaurants are able to do and bring in people. And um, Yelp, uh, Instagram, and Google are definitely a big part of it. Um, I love to tell people about this case study, and essentially it's uh, the week before July 4th. Um, people are in the mood for burgers, uh, barbecue, American food. They're not really looking for sushi or poke, or at least that's not uh, what's on top of their mind. Sure. Uh, that's when we decided to launch um, Sushi Pizza. And Sushi Pizza went viral, and we hit around 15, 20 bloggers, five uh, magazines and newspapers, a few TV shows, a few online outlets, and we hit 125 million views in 72 hours. Wow. And what that led to for our business was actually a record week uh, while everyone else was slow, a record day while everyone else was slow. And uh, we actually drove around to the other pokey restaurants that they were standing around wondering where everyone was. So, yeah. <laughs> so I'm just kind of curious, who comes up with the, I mean, there's a, a lot, there's a lot of creativity behind this. Um, I want to say, I mean, a big part of it comes from uh, my partner, Ken, who is a uh, silent partner today. But he's, uh, <laughs> you know, he comes up with a lot of our, our ideas. And then, I mean, a big part of it is we, we try not to let our business rely on our creativity ourselves. So, I mean, we do source a lot of items from our friends, bloggers, the internet, wherever it is, you know, and I want to say it's not always that we may 
do something first, but we always do it the best, and we push it out in a way that's different from everybody else. Right, and to your point, Stevan, I mean, you're in the studio with us, but you mm-hmm. also have your partner in the studio with Correct. us too. You're mm-hmm. just being the spokesperson, um, and we we just <laughs> we want to we want to make sure that everybody knows that Ken is in the studio with you. Ken's here. Yeah, absolutely. Anything else you would like to share uh, for with our listeners? Um, well, I mean, I definitely want to encourage people to come see us in all the cities that we're opening in. I definitely want to encourage people to follow us um, on Instagram at Pokeberry. Um, check out our pictures. Check out, check out our Yelp reviews. Check out our Google. And I mean, for the sake of um, you know what we're doing here today in franchise business radio, I don't know if we want to talk about any of the franchising aspects of it. But in the same absolutely. way, absolutely, okay. I would I would welcome that. Yeah, and so would our listeners, because they you know educate, please. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, I mean, I think we're a little bit competitive if you haven't figured that out uh, so far. But I mean, I think as an offering in franchising, we are competitive as well. I believe we are uh, more profitable than your average franchise, which uh, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, we hear the numbers of a regular franchise are, let's say, 12 to 16 percent profit across the board. Uh, your average pokey restaurants can be somewhere between 16 and 22. Uh, one of our uh, our store in Atlanta averages 39 to 44 wow, percent profit. Excellent. Our Raleigh store is um, at around 30 percent profit and climbing. Um, I love to say that we have... Um, you know, strong food, uh, strong business presence, uh, great business model, great support, and uh, we do have flexible business models available. So you can be in a tiny food court, you can be in a standalone store. If you're the right person mm-hmm. in the right situation, we will build a giant multi-million dollar food court just to put a tiny pokey burger in there for you. And uh, that's <laughs> what we're doing at Brave Stadium for somebody. That's what we're doing in a few other cities for other people. That's excellent. Yeah. So you have a, you know, what I call a retrofit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What is uh, what would be sort of a standard footprint? Mm-hmm. In yeah. regards um, to look. Great question. Yeah. Um, so, a average uh, food court is going to be somewhere between five and seven hundred square feet, okay. uh, with an average build-out cost of somewhere between ninety and one hundred twenty thousand, which is generally affordable. Uh, but that is going to vary based on the city and the location, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, standalone store, nine hundred to twelve hundred square feet. Um, is going to be around one hundred fifty to two hundred fifty thousand to open. Which, uh, if you compare it to a lot of other businesses, um, I want to say is really competitive in uh, low startup cost. Uh, we have great returns on our investment, and we have great uh, marketing to ramp up our business really quickly. Yeah. So every city that we go into, our goal is to have at least half a million to a million eyes on us uh, the first week we open. So uh, when we open, you're not standing there like, what do we do? Uh, you're standing there moving around very quickly trying to feed everybody. What do I do? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and if someone were interested in learning about mm-hmm. how do I become a franchisee, mm-hmm. Who would they get in touch with? What uh, would they do? I want to say contact Pamela Curry from uh, I Pro appreciate Radio. you. Yeah. Oh, she'll, be a, man. she'll be a great broker. Mm-hmm. I like that. <laughs> uh, thank you very much, that. And sincerely, so um, people know how to spell Pokeberry mm-hmm. because that um, is a unique yeah, name. Yeah, sure. Uh, P-O-K-E-B-U-R-R-I with a space in between. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Mm-hmm. And... Um, name is there a story behind the name pokey bird uh, i mean pokey really just represents you know that we do poke uh mm-hmm. which is the the cuisine that we're in and burry is short for burrito because we make sushi burritos and ah. uh when we started in atlanta we were really like the first restaurant of our kind and we thought we were really creative with the name and now a lot of people have very similar names but uh <laughs> at least in the city we were here like more or less first that know? helps i was yeah. wondering why okay that just you just connected mm-hmm. the dots for me mm-hmm. well very very happy to seven to have you and Ken uh, in the studio and just a reminder to our listeners the the owners of KSP Restaurant Group Mm -hmm. uh, obviously the parent company of Pokey Mm -hmm. Burry and Lifting Noodles Ramen uh, 
of award-winning emerging mm-hmm. brands that really have reshaped the emerging Asian food culture. Uh, as you okay. said, traditional foods with a twist, right? Okay. Obviously receiving a lot of accolades. Al- uh, number one highest rated sushi in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two highest rated restaurant overall. Uh, and lots mm-hmm. of growth plans with Pokeberry mm-hmm. as you grow mm-hmm. through a franchise strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, exciting news. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. you being on the show. Thank you guys so much. Excellent. We're going to go ahead and we're going to go to our next guest. We're going to take us in a whole different segment here. We obviously were just in the food-related segment. But this is a completely different category. We have Andy with Office Evolution. Andy, welcome. Hi, Pam. How's it going today? <laughs> Very good. Thank you. Office Evolution. Well, you know what? Before we dive into that, would you mind sharing with our listeners a little bit about yourself? Okay. Just a little backdrop. Yeah. My background's a little bit different probably than most people. I started my work career at 14 years old. I My best friend's dad owned Is that a, legal? Um, I don't, I actually, <laughs> I don't even know, honestly. But uh, yeah, my best friend's dad owned an uh, excavating company, so I ended up being a water and sewer main layer until I was 22. Went to college at 22 at University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee. And then I moved down to Georgia at 25, so, and then worked insurance for a few years, and now I kind of fell into Office Evolution. I own the business, so well, that's, that's that, I guess. I the, don't Ameri- know. the American dream, <laughs> yeah, though, right? Yeah, I mean, that's what everybody always dreams absolutely. of, and admittedly so, you're part of what I call the 1% club. You yeah, know? yeah. Very few people I'm have I'm really lucky to be here, absolutely, yeah. Courage yeah. to take that leap. Well, talk to us a little bit. Office Evolution. What is Office Evolution? So Office Evolution is a shared workspace. Mm. We're locally owned and operated. So basically, you bring your laptop into our office. We provide everything else for you. So if you need a conference room, we have that. If you need a business mailing address, we have that. If you need a private office, we have that. Or even if you just need a spot to work for the day, we have open seating that you can work in for the day. So. And I'm, I'm sure with the onset of everyone working virtually, out of their homes now, the trend is it's, it's just the way the world is going i mean because right. if you i know some companies i've talked to they have a lease where 20 people come into the office they're spending ninety thousand dollars a month on that lease so they're spending over a million dollars on real estate a year wow. for 20 people to come in the office right. why? why 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 do you have that overhead when i'll take care of everything i take care of the front end service i take care of the cleaning i take care of your insurance i take care of your internet i take care of your phones i take care of your furniture <laughs> will you come clean yeah. my house <laughs> sure for the right price <laughs> absolutely Absolutely. Yeah. So how did you, I mean, get started on this? Why, I mean, there are 3,000 plus different franchise yeah. concepts out there. Uh, Why Office Evolution? When I was an intern at for uh, Ace Group Insurance Company, I met a guy on a golf course, and I stayed in contact with him for the last four years, and he ended up investing in this company, and I was looking at making a move out of Chubb Insurance Company to go to the brokerage side, but he's like, Andy, come work with me. I'll give you equity in the company, Excellent. and you just run everything. So I kind of, I'm just lucky. You know, I'd rather be lucky than good any day. Well, what do they say? Luck is when opportunity meets effort, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) So, talk to us a little bit about some of the success stories of Office Evolution and what you've seen so so far. So, I mean, it just with with our business model, we provide everything for your company. So, if you're a lawyer, you're just starting out and you, you know, you have a deposition, how are you going to answer your phones? Well, we have a call center that will answer your phones for you. So, you're not missing out on that business. And then when you have your clients come into our office, they also look you look more professional because it looks like you have this really great class a real estate but really you have just the one office instead of taking on the whole suite so it really makes your business look more professional makes you look like a more professional business person absolutely and where is office evolution headquartered 
Um, the headquarters, the franchise is in the Boulder, Louisville area in mm-hmm. Colorado. Beautiful. And then, yep. Yeah, no, it's awesome. <laughs> I love Colorado. <laughs> well, we're, we're going to keep you in the South, though. Yeah. I mean, I like the weather here, too. I like to go golfing, so I can do that year-round. <laughs> <laughs> and is your um, location here, are you officially opened yet? Yes. Our Dunwoody location just officially opened about a week ago, and then our Alpharetta location across the street from Avalon has been open, I think, like four and a half, five months now. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. And I'm close to Dunwoody, so that's the one I'm going to go check out. Yeah, you have to. It looks good. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, if someone were looking to get space from you and take advantage of your great offering, how would they go about finding you? They can go online and just Google Office Evolution, or they can call me, or they can email me. And I, my email is andy.bean at Office Evolution, and my phone number is 770-687-5563. Would you want to repeat that? 770-687-5563. And then andy.bean at officeevolution.com. And just to be clear, your last name is spelled B-E-A-N. Yeah, like the vegetable, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Really excited to have you on the show. Very excited to have you have a presence here in Atlanta. Uh, Anything else you would like to share with our listeners as, let's say, as a new franchise owner? It's, I mean, it's rewarding. It's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun because at the end of the day, you're working for yourself and you kind of can see what you made at the end of the day. Right. So and it's yours. And one of the, and, and I just want to bring this up just for our listeners. One of the conversations we had on the phone was the fact that there are certain business concepts that are out there that permit semi-absentee mm-hmm. ownership. And um, Office Evolution really falls underneath that umbrella. Yep. Yeah, no, that's the dream. I mean, the way I'm doing it's a little different than most. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're going to open one location, you do the build-out phase, you hire a business center manager, you kind of step away and you let the business center manager run the office because it's it's their business center, you know? Absolutely. But I'm opening five locations, so I'll I'll be in it pretty pretty deep for the next few years until I really get them uh, built out all the way and kind of filled up, yeah. That makes sense. And will all of your locations be here? Yeah, in in the Atlanta area. Metro Atlanta, yeah. So just focusing on the suburbs. Well, you're in the right place, right, with yeah. all the growth we're experiencing. Oh, yeah. So That's excellent. crazy. Yeah. Well, thank you. Appreciate you being on Thanks the show. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, Larry, welcome. And I, I'll tell you, I'm just really excited to um, have our listeners learn from you because I know you've got a lot of deep and wide experience in the franchise space. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. That, well, let's talk a little bit about that. Um, not to date you or me because I'm in the same genre. Oh, that's okay. No, go right <laughs> ahead. Uh, Larry Schwartz has more than 25 years of corporate and business development experience and has held executive level positions in the ancillary healthcare and franchise industries. Uh, During that time, you actually were really instrumental in the developing and managing of new business ventures, Uh, very involved in that. Uh, Also, you started your career as a master developer for multi-brand organizations in Southern California. So we took you from the West Coast to the South. I don't know if that was a good move, Larry. Nah, I kind of like it, actually. <laughs> I admittedly so. I lived yeah. I lived in Laguna Beach for a year, and, and I returned. I boomeranged back myself. Uh, but shortly after, you you really have gotten involved with um, helping, nas- uh, helping take franchise systems, not only nationally, but internationally as well. Correct, correct. But so, yeah, our, our firm, we essentially build and finance franchise systems. That's the, you know, three-second elevator pitch, if you will. I, I like the, the end-to-end solution to, all right, getting to build and develop. Um, and let's talk about the organization you're currently with. The organization you're currently with is, is DCV Franchise Group. Correct. And uh, go ahead and tell us a little bit about DCV Franchise Group. So, uh 
as you mentioned, DCV Franchise Group is a turnkey professional services provider to the franchise industry. We essentially do three primary things. We build and incubate new franchise systems from the ground up. We work extensively with emerging brands on everything from operations to franchise sales strategy to sales outsourcing. And then we also facilitate financing for franchisees. Excellent. Yeah. And you know, and that's, that's a big piece because, right, uh, everyone goes, I want to own a business, but well, how are you going to fund that business? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Minor detail. Right. It's, it's my understanding that um, DCV Franchise Group is, is really, obviously, you get involved with funding on different levels, but you've really carved out a niche for yourself in the SBA space. In, within the financing pillar, that's mm-hmm. correct. Um, we, we do you know, 401k rollovers and traditional forms of, of uh, financing as well, but we're really masters at SBA, and we find that you know, a, a very significant percentage of franchisees will look in that direction. That makes sense. And uh, tell us a little bit about, I guess, the, the DCV <coughs> story, because uh, you've really evolved, like you said, almost to become an end-to-end uh, provider. Right. Well, how that came to be is, uh, you know, as you mentioned earlier, I actually started my career in the health and fitness industry and, you know, was an EVP for a large uh, luxury health uh, club concept. And when I left that, was kind of looking for the next thing to do and landed in franchising because a a franchise broker actually contacted me and said, (laughs) uh, you know, hey, uh, I hear you're looking for something. And kind of got me into the industry, and that's how I started with the master license. And okay. so I actually started as a franchisee, a master license franchisee, and just kind of navigated my way through the industry. And I've done a lot of things and ultimately you know, ended up as a franchise consultant. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my partner, who's uh, up in Nashville at the American Bar Association Conference right yeah. now, Reg Bird, uh, had started DCV financing about 15 years ago, and he and I became strategic partners in business, and we became friends, and had always talked about doing something together. Okay. And so to make a long story short, about two years ago, we, we found that opportunity and kind of took the consulting and advisory piece and the financing piece and merged the two together. Excellent. Yeah. I like that. So what are, I mean, for those that are listening, like, what do you find to be some of the greatest challenges that both franchisors and franchisees are facing today? Oh, boy. Um, how much time do we have? <laughs> really? Um, yeah. How long's the list? <laughs> so, you know, as you mentioned earlier, I mean, the industry is doing really well. And there's, you know, there's more than 3,000 franchise companies in the U.S., right. as you, you, you referred to, mm-hmm. um, you know, in just about every industry and industry segment you can imagine. And we, we work with all sorts of industries from food and beverage to, indi- uh, to education to fitness and everything in between. Um, you know, I think if you were to talk to the majority of franchisors, everyone's probably number one pain point is franchise sales and lead Great. generation. It's it's funny when you go to conferences and you're at a round you're in a roundtable session, and you know it's always the franchise sales roundtables mm-hmm. that there's no no uh, seating available, right? <laughs> exactly. So everybody struggles with that. A lot of most concepts struggle with that. Um, you know, it's something that you know you can't sell franchises without sufficient quality and quantity of inquiries and leads sure so developing that strategy and the initiatives to support that strategy Mm -hmm. and the right investor facing positioning of your brand and you know all of that is just is key to successful franchise sales so that's one of the biggest challenges no no very well said i always say uh when people come to me and go i want a franchise i'm like the biggest challenge recruitment of those franchisees right especially that first generation yes absolutely absolutely so um 
so currently, you, you obviously mentioned you're working in a lot of different industry segments and um, get involved. Are there any ones that you think are a little bit stronger than others currently in today's franchise market? Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, again, there's so many of them, but I think, you know, what we're finding now is that trends, first of all, millennials are now, not going to make any millennial jokes, I promise, but <laughs> millennials are now have the, you know, the most buying power in, you know, in the country. And, you know, it's, it's a different generation. Mm -hmm. And, and so, you know, we're seeing a lot of uh, growth in, in brands and industries and industry segments that focus on healthy, uh, healthy cuisine. Yeah. Uh, and that, that ranges from, you know, fast food to QSR to fast casual, yeah. um, multicultural cuisine. So mm -hmm. fusion cuisine like pokey, for example. Sure. Um, we're seeing a lot in the uh, home health care uh, fitness and it's kind of the fitness industry, which I come from, you know, has kind of moved away from the big box clubs yes. more to the boutique, yes. you know, where they can focus on people's individual needs, yoga studios and cycle bars, you know, that kind of thing. So anything that's kind of healthy, environmental, um, you know, wellness oriented, those are all pretty hot. Yeah, I would agree. And you brought up a really interesting topic, which is the millennial topic, right? Literally, I was on... Did I open up a can of worms <laughs> there? Or? Actually, you hit a hot spot because um, I was having a conversation on the way to the studio uh, today, and um, I was speaking with a particular franchisor, and we were talking about a candidate that's a millennial. And one of the questions he had was, why are franchisors not as millennial friendly? And I thought that was an interesting question or perception. Uh, any, I mean, any views or thoughts on that? Well, I, I think the industry is adjusting. Yes. Uh, because this is a more of a recent phenomenon. Mm -hmm. So you see, you've seen so many shifts in the industry across the board. I mean, you know, 10, 15 years ago, th the industry just looked different and things were done different. Absolutely. And the demographic makeup of the industry and, and, and who franchisees were back then is different than now. So whether it's technology platforms or branding, messaging, the types of industries and industry segments as we just talked about, yep. um, you know, how to reach the target audience, all that is shifting toward millennials. And, yeah. you know, I, I think to answer your question specifically is just, you know, uh, it takes time to make that adjustment. And not all franchisors have, some have done it very successfully and Absolutely. others are kind of lagging behind a little bit. Absolutely. And, and another part of our conversation was the fact that, um, Funding, right? Financing. So uh, what we're starting to also see is that bi-generational uh, occur because the parents being a little bit older might have more of the nest right. to invest, but uh, their son or daughter have the energy, the drive, the business sense, the skills to, to really be more of that active owner operator. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So a lot of good stuff happening there. Um, on the finance side, um, from your perspective, how are, are franchise franchisees most what is their most common financing approach? What are you seeing? As uh, in, in terms of the, the type of option that they yeah. select? Well, we, we, see a, we see a lot in SBA. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the SBA is pretty aggressive at facilitating. Obviously, SBA are government-backed. Yeah. Um, interest rates are generally, you know, favorable. Amortization schedules are relatively favorable. And... Uh, it's um, it's not a simple process. If anybody out there has ever gone through an SBA process, yeah. it can be like you know having your you know, having a root canal. <laughs> but if, you know having having an organization to help kind of help facilitate that process can make it a lot easier. 
Yes, I, I hear you. And right now, uh, we have a lot that's happening here in Atlanta. I uh, just want to give a shout out to all of our colleagues, right? Because we have the Franchise Development Leadership Conference that's going on. And you have a couple of business partners uh, that are at the conference, right? Correct. Yeah. It, it, it's funny you should bring that up. Um, you know, I, we're actually based in Los Angeles, but we open up an office here in Atlanta because we view Atlanta as being the new kind of global, you know, uh, market for the franchise industry, totally. Uh, whether that be you know franchisors, private equity firms, franchise locations, franchise attorneys, there's just a a, a, a mecca of franchise activity here in Atlanta. Yeah, it's the it's the hub of franchising for the South, uh, hands down. It's actually becoming the hub of franchising for the entire country. Yeah, uh, that I I would agree, and I wouldn't. That doesn't surprise me at all. Um, one of the conversations I was having with Anthony is the Southeast Franchise Forum, which is, you know, here in Atlanta. It's a chapter of the IFA, the International right. It's the largest chapter yeah. uh, of the IFA, Correct. to your point, right? Yeah, and also, I mean, you've got, you've got uh, one of the largest, if not the largest, private equity firms, uh, you know, in the, in the world that is, you know, buying up brands left and right and has a huge mm. portfolio of, of franchise organizations based here in Atlanta. Agreed. So, glad you came back, right? Moved from the West to the South? Well, I, I'm actually kind of back and forth, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here a lot, though. A lot of, a lot of I, I'm getting to know the flight attendants on a first-name basis <laughs> on Delta. So, I like to think you have the best of two worlds. Yeah, yeah. No, it's great being uh, able to go have. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. So uh, before we hand out your information and how someone can get in touch with you, any additional advice or thoughts that you would like to share with our listeners? Yeah, I, I think the, the primary thing is, you know, we do a lot of work with franchisors, with franchise companies. And you know, a lot of startup and early stage uh, companies. And I, I think the the message that I want to get out there, because I get this, I, this question comes to me all the time, you know, what's it, what makes a successful franchise mm. system versus a less than successful franchise system? And my answer is always the same thing. If you're going to franchise, do it the right way. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, in our industry, we, we sometimes find companies that go to market ill-prepared. So the, the, the really the, the core message here is that for, you know, for brands that have existing going, as a going concern, have existing locations, are looking at franchising as a, a expansion strategy, yes. make sure that you build the franchise system infrastructure properly and mm. that you're truly market ready. If you're not, I would say hold off and don't franchise until you are. Well said. No, I, I great advice. Totally agree with you. Um, so for those that are trying to get that proper infrastructure in place, uh, they're hearing that message, how would they go about getting in touch with you? Well, uh, dcvfranchisegroup.com. So that's dog Charlie Victor, dcvfranchisegroup.com. <laughs> Uh, they can also email me directly. I'm one of the partners, as I mentioned earlier in the firm, and that's um, L. Schwartz. We've got to spell that. Yes. As, well, in, in the South, you do. In L.A., you don't. That's <laughs> uh, S-C-H-W-A-R-T-Z. So L. Schwartz at dcvfranchisegroup.com. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. And real quick, is there a story behind DCV Franchise Group? It was originally, so my, my business partner started DCV. It was actually an acronym for Direct Connect Ventures. Ah, but okay. he had built a lot of brand equity in the industry, and we didn't want to 
miss out on that. So we kind of dropped Direct Connects Ventures and just kept DCV. Okay. But that's originally what it was. Okay, that yeah. makes sense. There's always a story, right, mm-hmm. behind the name. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. For things. Well, um, I just want to say thanks to everyone for, for being on the Franchise Business Radio Show. Uh, a little bit about Franchise Intellect, uh, just to let you know, uh, I am a franchise consultant, and I do specialize in helping clients who are considering franchise ownership. So hopefully I will be able to, um, you know, be of service to you, uh, Pokey Burry, and help you out there. And obviously we'll continue to collaborate with you, uh, Larry, on, on some different ways that we can work together. And Andy, you and I are already in communication on, um, I appreciate you putting me in touch with uh, the right people over at Office Evolution. Uh, any any questions or anything else that you would like to share? I'm going to start at this side, to be, and then I want to go ahead. Seven, anything you would like to share with our listeners who are considering franchise ownership? What would you say? Um, I want to say definitely look at um, a lot of different things. And if you're looking for restaurants, look for good food, look for a good business side, but also look to uh, the kind of person that you're going to be working with. You know, uh. I think um, a lot of people are ignoring that it's kind of a uh, – it's kind of like your your business married to somebody, and unfortunately, you don't have years to date that person. But um, make good decisions and look at, look for franchise companies that are you know really there to help you. Um, a lot of franchises, especially in Pokey today, they'll sell a hundred franchises, open none of them, or sell uh, two hundred of them, and have one person trying mm. to open fifty stores at a time. And uh, I say look out for that. Um, you know, I think we do. We you, when you work with us, at least um, you get a chance to work with owners, not reps. Uh, not people whose job is to sell you, and uh, you know we're, I think we're we're really That's invested right. in the growth of of our people, and um, look for companies that that do that. And with your strong presence in Atlanta, do you have any upcoming events or anything like that? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so um, I think last week we just won Best of Atlanta. Um, an award there, Camel Park Fall Festival. We just won at ATL Night Market as well. And then uh, in about a week and a half, we plan to win Taste of Atlanta. So, Congrats. Yeah. Well, well said. Thank you. Andy, uh, for, the, for that uh, want-to-be entrepreneur, uh, what kind of advice would you give? Um, well, if you think you're going to buy into a franchise and then you're not going to have to do that much and you're going to become rich, that's a, that's a lie and you're lying to yourself. You still have to work uh, really hard. Even though you're getting the business model handed to you, it's still a lot of work. That's right. Yeah. Uh, agreed. I, we were talking about that, right? Yeah, this isn't the field of dreams. No, though, right? no. Because everyone would be an entrepreneur then. <laughs> that's yeah. right. If, yeah, exactly. Yeah. If, we got, if it was that easy, everybody would do Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah, so it's a lot of work and the rewards are very great. And We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> It definitely will be. I like it. What advice would you give to someone that is considering franchise ownership? Uh, Well, I would say this. I'm a big believer at passion drives success. Mm. So find something as a franchisee that you're truly passionate about, Um, you know, and and you stand a much better chance of success that way. Um, You know, there are franchisees who are looking at it more from ROI and investment, you know, perspective, but... You know, I, I think it's really important for franchisees to find the right franchise partner, to mm. re- the right franchise concept for them, something they can really get behind and, uh, you know, feel passionate and good about what they do getting up every day. Well said. Well said. Well, great advice. Um, I know our listeners appreciate that. That um, wraps up the Franchise Business Radio Show today. And just want to thank all of my guests and listeners. Franchise Business Radio Show. Thank you again for joining Pam Curry and her guests on the Franchise Business Radio Show, sponsored by Franchise Intellect, a full-service franchise consulting and development firm. More info at FranchiseIntellect.com. Also made possible in part by Social Joey, 
the social media experts that provide a hyper-local presence for your franchise. More info at socialjoey.com. Use the social media links here to share today's show. And check out more episodes at franchisebusinessradio.com.